Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer with Tom Short. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you with me on this Sunday morning, November 7th. This is the International Day of Prayer for the Persecuted Church, and we'll talk about how to pray for the church and then actually pray for them. But a special welcome to all who are joining me today for the first time. If you're new, I hope you'll subscribe, hit the notify button, and if you come back regularly, that's what we're developing group of people here who get into the Word every day, who see the value of it, and God sees that we come here every day because we're serious about allowing Him to build His Word into our life. We, we are serious Christians, and we intend to follow Him fully, and we want Him to be building the Scripture into our life. That's why we come every day for this time in the Word and prayer. So today is a day of uh, prayer for the persecuted church, and you know, Scripture tells us that all that those who are persecuted will be greatly rewarded and that we should expect persecution. We should not expect the world to love us. They did not love our Savior. They did not love Jesus. The world rejected him. In fact, they killed him. And he said if they hated him, why would they not hate those of us who followed him? This is the lot that those of us who name the name of Christ this is the, the cross that we are often called to bear. Personally, I know I'm persecuted a lot on campus, and I just realized this is the, this is the turf. This is what I expect. This is, this is what I get. The other day, there's a lot of, lot of terrible uh, threats coming against me, and I, I asked the policeman who was out there to you know, come do something. And he said, listen, you put yourself out here. You ought to expect this. Well, he's probably had a point. Anyway, we are praying, though, for the international church of Christ because we here in America, we may get mocked, ridiculed, laughed at. You might get canceled by from, from, from some friends, rejected or hated. But others suffer far greater persecution. Indeed, some who come onto this very uh, part of this community who come here from India, some of my friends there have suffered um uh, less pay, getting paid about a third to a half of what others get paid because they're Christian, even though they work hard and do a great job. Others who come here from some of my friends from India have been beaten, hospitalized, their their equipment uh, stolen or, or or beaten up, beaten so that it won't work. Their musical equipment, and we should pray for them. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 3 says, Remember those who are in prison, those who suffer as if we suffer for them, for all one body. And we've got to remember that, that when one suffers, all suffer. And we want to have that empathy for our brothers and sisters in Christ. Paul wrote in Philippians chapter 1, he talked about those who would pray for him. And he was in prison. And he, he knew that their prayers, he said, would lead to his deliverance. And yet, dare I say, more than even his deliverance, what he was hoping for in Philippians 1, 19 and 20, that in the midst of his suffering, in the midst of his imprisonment, that Christ would then, as always, be exalted in his body. He was praying that he'd be faithful. He'd praying that whether by life or by death, whether in freedom or in prison, Christ would be exalted in his body. And this, my friends, is what we want to do as well. I see some have come on here from Nepal. James C., amen. This is how we greet one another in Nepal. 
saying hello. So James C., to hope uh, to those who are coming in from Nepal this morning. In Acts chapter 12, Peter had been arrested. They killed James, and now they had arrested Peter, and his life was endangered. And so what did the church do? Acts chapter 12 and verse 5, it says, but prayer was being made for him. But prayer, I like that phrase in scripture. You see that throughout the book of Acts. Whenever they faced danger, difficult situations, you'd see those two words, but prayer. But prayer was being asked of God. And indeed, they were in a situation where all they could do is pray. But that's no small thing when you appeal to the God of the universe, the king of the universe. You ask him to take note of what is happening and you ask for him to intervene. Peter was in trouble, but prayer. And so the church gathered together to pray. And indeed, an angel went and delivered him out of the prison. An angel unlocked the door, the door as he was locked and he walked right by them. He couldn't believe it. He thought he was dreaming until he actually got out of the prison, out on the street, and he realized, this is real. I am actually out of the prison. So what do you do? He, he went to the, the place of refuge, the safe house, the place where he knew the church would be praying, knocked on the door, and someone peeked out the door and saw it's Peter. They were so, and they or heard his voice, and they realized it was him. They were so excited, they forgot to open the door. And they, they ran to tell him, hey, Peter's out there. They said, well, go let him in. And they did. And God had delivered him. Folks, don't be surprised when God answers our prayers. Don't leave the, the, the person who escaped standing out, out in the cold because you couldn't believe that, hey, what we're praying for actually happened. God is a God of deliverance. I have, you know, what should we pray when we think of praying for the persecuted church? I'll just give us a few verses here. Number one, Matthew 5, says, pray for those who persecute. So we pray for our persecutors. It's not easy to do. We'd like to take vengeance. We'd like to get even. We'd like to get back at them. It's not the way to do it. We're to pray for our persecutors. We're to love those who hate us. We're to, we're to bless those who curse us. We are to rise above them. We don't let them drag us down to their level. We rise above them. Why? How can we do that? Well, we do that because we're serving the Lord. We're not seeing, our battle's not against flesh and blood, and our, our enemy's not them. We realize that we are involved in a spiritual battle, and so we, we want to be pleasing to God. We're not trying to beat our opponent. We're trying to be on God's side as God beats the devil, and so we line up with God, and we obey his instructions. Love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who persecute you rise above. We want to see them one to Christ, do we not? Secondly, in 1 Peter, or excuse me, in 1 Timothy chapter 2 verses 1 through 5 it says that we should I urge then first of all, prayers, petitions, thanksgiving, supplications be made on behalf of all men. For rulers, all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceful life in all godliness and dignity. This is good and acceptable in the sight of God our savior who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there's one God, one mediator also between God and men. It is the man, Jesus Christ, who gave himself a ransom for all, the testimony born at the proper time. Folks, we pray, as we pray for our persecutors, we also pray for those who are in authority. Interestingly, 
I believe the persecution in the scripture that they often endured and that we are called to endure is when it comes from the government. So I've thought about this. I don't think God's saying, you know, some thug attacks you on the street and you're supposed to just endure that in the name of the Lord. There is to be law and order. The, the, the commands about enduring persecution aren't talking about allowing anarchy and criminal activity uh, to go unchecked. But rather when governments and authorities turn against us, persecute us, where do you go? What can you do? Well, you pray for them. And so we will pray for kings, rulers, all who are in authority. But there's a third thing, and that this is a verse I'd like to spend just a moment on this morning. Second Timothy chapter 3, and Paul is talking to Timothy. This is basically Paul's last letter, his last words to Timothy. And in verse 10, he says this, Now you followed my teaching, conduct, purpose, faith, patience, love, perseverance, persecutions, and sufferings, such as happened to me at Antioch, at Iconium, and at Lystra. What persecution I endured, and out of them all the Lord rescued me. Indeed, all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. But evil men and impostors will proceed from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. You, however, continue in the things you've learned and become convinced of, knowing from whom you've learned them. And so Paul is just exhorting Timothy that Paul had been persecuted and Timothy stood with him, backed him, um, endured with him, persevered with him, and the Lord delivered him out of those persecutions. And so, and he said, but realize this, Timothy, I'm, I'm going on. Later in the next chapter, he's going to say, I'm, I've finished my course. I've run my race. The future, there's laid up for him the crown of righteousness. But Timothy was going to remain on here on earth, on the church, and leading the church. He had a job to do. And Paul's reminding him, you be faithful. There's persecution now. There will be more evil men. They'll proceed from bad to worse. You, however, you, however, remain faithful. You, however, finish your task. You, however, run your course. This is what we need to pray for all persecuted people, that they, in the midst of their suffering and pain and hardship and difficulties, that they will remain faithful to the Lord. And remember, it is the Lord that even though evil men proceed from bad to worse, and even though persecutions occur, that they will be faithful to their God, to our God, this is the key. And to all who do that, they would remember they have a special reward from God. God sees our suffering. God sees everything. God sees you're here right now, not hopefully not suffering, but God sees you're here right now, making a choice to be in the word of God and to be praying. God sees when we endure suffering. God knows all that we go through. And indeed, as such, he will reward us and he will reward us greatly. This is why if you are persecuted, what does he say in Luke chapter 6? Rejoice, be glad, leap for joy, for your reward in heaven is great. For so they persecuted the prophets who came before you. Woe to you when all men speak well of you, but you're blessed when you're persecuted. It's a whole different mindset, is it not? It's a mindset that keeps in mind eternity. Let us pray, okay? Father, we pray today for our brothers and sisters in the international church, 
who are enduring persecution for your name. I think, Lord, even if people right here on this call who from Nepal who are um, in, a, in a country where it's, it's illegal to convert people, and yet they're faithful in advancing the gospel. I think of friends of mine in India, Lord, who've suffered beatings and economic um, persecution and at their job and at their rent and their, the place where they live. People that won't rent to them, won't let them stay in their home, won't, won't let them have a place to stay. And Father, we thank you for them. We pray they would endure. We pray they would be faithful. We pray, Lord, that our brothers and sisters in the Middle East, in Muslim lands, in Hindu countries, our brothers and sisters in, in communist lands who are and suffer greatly for their faith, Lord, I, we pray for them. We pray that they would endure, they would be faithful, they would have their eyes on you. We pray you would remind them they have a great reward awaiting them. We pray, Lord, they'd be faithful. Help them, Father, to persevere. Help them not to lose heart. Help them not to become embittered. Help them, Lord, to forgive their oppressors, their persecutors. Help them to give a blessing instead of a curse. Help them, Lord, not to become hateful, but to rise above their persecutors with, with the love of God and how we would even pray that those who are their persecutors might find salvation through Jesus Christ. They might find forgiveness. They might, they might be so struck by how those who follow you act, and they would know they could never do that. And they might be so convicted, so challenged, that they too would seek for God, and they would find you through faith in Jesus Christ. We pray for our brothers and sisters. Help them, Lord. Provide for them. We think, Lord, of those who've lost house or home, home or possessions, those who are suffering economically. Meet their needs, Lord. Go to them. Provide for them all that they need. Be with their children. Lord, those who, who suffer for Christ, we pray you give them grace. So often, Lord, it's the children that have so such difficult time and don't understand. Help their children, Lord, to be faithful, to have faith, and to have special grace and protection from you. We pray, Lord, for the, the, the church leadership. And we know often, Lord, that, that persecution is aimed at the church leaders. And now we pray, Father, that you would watch over them, protect them. Lord, give them sanctuary. I think of how with Peter and Paul and some of these people, they, they wanted to go just stand and preach and, and endure the persecution, and others prevailed and encouraged them to be careful, maybe even to flee if necessary. Help the church leaders to know their role, how to stay and shepherd the flock when they should flee, and, 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 sh and that's the right course of action. We pray today, Lord, for the governments of these lands. I think of places, Lord, all over the land, all over the nation, all over the world, from China, North Korea. I think of the Middle Eastern Muslim countries. I think, Lord, of the, the Hindu countries in, in India and Nepal, and I think where there's rising sentiment of radicalism, rising sentiment of intolerance of the Christian faith, rising hatred of it. We pray, Lord, for those in the 1040 window. We pray for those in North Africa. We pray for those enduring in Nigeria, enduring, enduring terrible persecution. Lord, all over the world, <clears throat> the, the devil's active. 
and governments are active in trying to suppress your truth. We pray, Father, for these rulers. We pray for freedom in the land. We pray the gospel would be able to run rapidly. We know you desire all men to be saved. Some countries, Lord, there's tremendous oppression. And we pray, Lord, that that oppression might be rolled back. We pray that missionaries and evangelists, pastors, teachers who speak your word would be able to speak it freely and that they would take advantage of every opportunity to evangelize. We pray, Lord, for many people to be saved in these persecuted countries. We pray, Lord, for boldness in the church and fruit amongst the people and that the seed would fall upon good soil and bear good fruit. We pray, Lord, for leaders to you, you be moving their lives. We pray you be saving presidents, uh, kings, and other rulers, Lord, who may be negative towards Christianity. We pray they'd be saved and their whole heart would change towards the, what the gospels. Thank you. You've done it in the past. You can do it again. You've saved leaders. You can do it again. We pray for that. Father, we, we, um, we pray for revival in these lands. We pray you do great miracles that, in these lands. Help those who work with the persecuted church. Lord, we pray you provide all their needs. We pray you would encourage them. We pray they'd not lose heart. And Lord, for us who in our land, I pray for us in, in America, Lord. We, Our persecution, it's there. It's not nearly as severe as in some parts of the world. I pray, Father, that while we yet have freedom, that we would use it well, that we'd not neglect to, to take advantage of our opportunities to advance the gospel, to stand for what's right and true, to let our voice be heard, that we would not be negligent and uh, with the freedoms we have as we consider others who don't have our freedoms and yet faithfully stand for you even in the midst of suffering. We pray these things, our brothers and sisters, they are part of the body. We are one body. When they suffer, we suffer with them. So we remember them in prayer. We thank you. We bless you today. This day in our churches, Lord, I pray all over the world, as people gather together in the name of Jesus Christ, you would be exalted, lifted up, honored and glorified in our churches. Might we stir up our souls to worship you today in spirit and in truth. And we pray this today in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Hey, thanks for joining me. God bless you. God bless you for being here. Like I said earlier, God sees you here. We're here every day. So we do believe God sees that. And we believe being in the word of God and praying every day is a good thing. Builds us up in the Lord. Makes us strong. I trust that you who are here regularly are getting stronger and stronger every day. So God bless you. Make sure you come back tomorrow. And uh, tell your friends. Tell your friends at church. Spread the word. And we'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow morning, 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time. And we'll continue. We'll begin continuing the Word of God and prayer then. God bless you. Bye-bye.